Hello and welcome to episode 1 of the MedTech Podcast. You join me, your host, Karandeep Singh Badwell. And in today's episode, I'll be hosting Mania Alizi, who is a medical devices expert specialised in quality and regulatory affairs. After working for many years with large healthcare companies such as Johnson & Johnson, he then went on to decide to create EasyMedicalDevice.com to help people have a better understanding of medical device regulations all over the world. He'll be sharing with us on this episode his journey on becoming a consultant and the many challenges he had to overcome. Mania, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, hi, Karandeep. I'm very, very good. So thank you for inviting me to the show. No, you're more than welcome. So first question I have for you, Mania, really, if we go right back to the start of your journey, how exactly did you get into medical devices, you know, working your way into sort of top managerial roles, then walking away from that, going out on your own as a consultant, and now eventually having your own consultancy, YouTube channel and podcast, you know, what did that journey look like? Yeah, so yeah, maybe people will think that this is a journey that was planned since the beginning, but no, <laughs> there was really a lot of things that were uh, like improvisation because uh, uh, we never know where we are going. Uh, we never know the opportunities that are coming. So uh, initially, uh, so just for the start, so initially I started to to be introduced to medical, uh, if I can say, uh, area because um, I wanted to be a doctor, to be a surgeon, to save lives. At that time, uh, there was this uh, this series uh, on TV that was uh, emergency room, so ER, uh, where uh, people were saving lives and everything. So I said, oh, I want to be a doctor or surgeon and want to save lives. Uh, but I was not able to succeed to the exam to pass uh, to pass to uh, the study. So. Then I was uh, introduced to biomedical engineering, where I said, okay, then maybe it's an opportunity to still be uh, able to save lives, but in another way. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I started with that. So many to, to learn about, to be a biomedical engineer. So learning about all the electronics, all the elements to, to make a product and everything. And then from there, I had to pass an internship. Uh, so for my study and I wanted something more in research and development, something more in engineering, marketing, something really where, where I can build something. Uh, but at the end, I find something more on the quality and regulatory affairs. And I say, okay, let's do it I, anyway. I don't like that, but let's do it. <laughs> it's not like my 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 dope of or, or things that I really like. So, uh, but when I started to do that, I say, oh my god, it's it's really great. It's not so bad. It's uh, and I had really a kind of a person that was teaching me was really teaching me every uh, everything. So at the end, I really embraced this, this way. And I said, okay, maybe quality and regulatory affairs is really the way I want to go through. Um, and yeah, I started to, to get hired by some companies for that. Uh, so first I was more in France working uh, for uh, some companies uh, in orthopedic. Uh, so um, then more as a, most are as a junior quality, uh, quality engineer, then validation engineer, uh, so I started to, to get more and more responsibilities until quality and regulatory affairs manager. Uh, and then I moved to another company, uh, again, in orthopedic, where, again, I, I, I had to manage uh, quality and regulatory affairs for all, uh, all sites. Uh, and, um, yeah, and way after way, mainly uh, the idea was uh, I need more challenge. I need 
to to get more things to do uh, and and i try to move really to a to a position to position that i, I really enjoy and as soon as i get bored <laughs> i want to change and to move to another position again and again uh, until i arrived uh, to uh, to my last position in 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 johnson and johnson uh, where um, i had really it was really a challenging position because it's a big company uh, they are asking you a lot they are having a big budget but also they have asking you uh, many hours if i can say to work and to uh, to uh, to manage but it's good it's not it's not like a, in a bad way it's more like it's challenging and i really like the challenge so uh, so i want to go there but at that time there was also warning letters uh, we have to uh, we have to uh, to uh, remove to lift uh, there are, there was a lot of activities related to compliance to put again the site in a in a compliant way etc etc so it was really tough but but at the end i learned a lot and um from there, so I arrived to a position like a plant, uh, senior plant quality managers, uh, where I, I was managing three plants. And from there, if I can say, I, I was having a situation, if I can say, with my uh, with my management. And um, I said, okay, maybe at that time, should I continue with another job again? <laughs> so moving to find another job, or maybe there is another way. Because at the end, I was not really satisfied about the thing that, that how how it was going in my career. And I said. Do I want to still climb the ladder and maybe get down again and climb again the ladder and get down again, etc.? So is it really the way I want to, to go? And at one point I said to myself, why don't I do what I'm doing now with my companies, with the companies I'm hired for? Why don't I do um, the same job, but helping small companies, small businesses, uh, startups that are starting their things? So helping a lot. Uh, instead of helping only one, so and this is where, if I can say, I, I really started to think about uh, going to uh, to consulting, uh, which was not at all in my plan in my careers. But at one point, I have really to to think about what where I will be happy, what will be really something that I will make me happy to work on, that I can put more hours than what I would have done if I can say if I was working for uh, Johnson & Johnson or other companies, uh, which is uh, something that uh, I'm doing now and I'm really happy. But it, it was really this journey until consulting where where I, I, I was um, I was really, um, if I can say, making a lot of, I had a lot of to think, uh, had a lot of thinking about that. So should I go, should I not go? Had to convince my wife, convince my <laughs> relatives to say, okay, yeah, it's it's a good choice because in my family, there is no entrepreneurship. Uh, there is no entrepreneurs. There is no people that were uh, making businesses, if I can say building businesses, etc. So it's not like uh, there was a lot of successful people that were doing that. For them, it was more the traditional way. You have to go that way, get a, a job, uh, get a salary every month, etc. Et so there, there was not this thinking. So I had also to convince my relatives and my, my, my family about that so that I can move to this consulting and I can make a try. As I'm saying to them, let's make a try. And if it doesn't work anyway, I can try to find another job afterwards. So it's not like uh, I, I'm blocked in that, in that, in that pathway. So, so mainly yeah, here, here is how it went until, until the consulting there. Okay. So, and the thing is, Munir, what's different with you is you didn't just stop and go straight into consulting. You started building your brand. You had a YouTube channel while you were working full time. Would you say it was that where you started to see, okay, people are interested in what I have to say, I'm getting views on YouTube. Would you say that was also a factor in you thinking, you know what, I can now move into consulting? Yeah, so uh, the, the first thing is that, as I said, when I had this situation where I was asking myself, what should I do? Um, uh, at that point, I was really asking, 
should I find a job? Should I do something else, etc.? Consulting didn't didn't come at that time. At that time, it was more like, uh, what what is what is my options now? Should I try to make efforts? Should I follow what management asked me to do when I don't like what they were asking me to do? So I, at one point, it was like, do I? I mean, I had a lot of questions at that time. And uh, during uh, during a, a, a wedding. Um, where you know you gather with all your families and you you have uh, dinners with them etc and you see people that you never you didn't see since a long time and you, I have one of my cousins there that was uh, working as an affiliate manager affiliate marketing manager so for websites so he's trying really to make some online marketing and everything and and I asked him what he's doing in, for a living and, and he told me and I was say oh what's that how is it working and he starts to explain to me things and I was really interested. I say, oh, in turn, in internet, you can make some online marketing, and then you can uh, build a brand, build um, personal branding, and then sell also your services to people, etc. I said, uh, and teach people also teach people how to do that. So then from there, I start to think, oh, can I build my brand? The, I, the objective was still not consulting at that time; was more building a brand, building Munir brand, Munir Lazuzi brand, so that it means uh, if somebody wants to hire me as a full-time employee, they will see that I'm really qualified. It's, it was for me like uh, the way to, to, instead of sending you a CV, I can send you my website where there is a blog with a lot of uh, articles about the, about the regulation. There is videos where I talk about uh, that. So you, you can see that I'm not just, it's not just a CV where I, I, I say to you, I'm, I know how to do that. No, I show you that I know how to do that. I show that on video, on blog, on podcast, on whatever. So this was really for me, personal branding, how I can build my brand personally, that maybe some other people will be say, okay, let's hire this guy. He looks really great. He can help us, et cetera, et cetera. And from there, I started to build first my blog. So I start to create articles basic articles, what is a medical device, my first article, I think. Uh, so things really that are really basic, but but the idea was more to build that, as I'm calling that, it's my building my house, building my personal branding house where uh, I start with foundations, I, I have and I have to put brick per brick, one by one, so one blog per one blog, etc. And then at one point I start to say, okay, um, blog is good for people that likes to read but there is people that just like to watch videos uh, so then I, I created my youtube channel where i started to do uh, at the beginning it was just replicating what i have done on the blog on video so i just was reading exactly what i have do was doing mainly on the blogs on the video uh, and then after that i was i had some people that said oh podcasting I, I was also listening at that time a lot of podcasts about online marketing and uh, podcast was also something that was uh, really interesting so i said okay let's do myself a podcast uh, so i started to then to have uh, my first podcast where me alone discussing if i can say to people and then i i, I tried to get some people involved so to interview people and and it helped me a lot also to to get into contact with people that i was admiring i was looking at i was if i can say reading like uh, eric volbrecht i was reading his blog since many years before i had the chance to contact him and to to work with him on, on podcast um basil Accra also i had a lot of uh, uh reading of what he's doing the conferences that you were part of before i can meet with him etc so th this was has helping me a lot to, to to meet those people and at one point I don't know what happened, but at one point there were people that were asking me, oh, can you help us? Uh, can you make 
can you can we hire you for this mission and this mission but the problem is that I was working for Johnson and Johnson at that time so I said no I, you cannot because I was I'm already a full-time employee what I'm doing here is just a, a side kind of activity where I'm trying to provide a lot of knowledge to people but it's not a job there is no business here for me etc and after that I had two people three people five people asking me the same thing and I was asking myself oh maybe there is business here so it's where I was trying to think first maybe I have to think now can we make a business out of that and this is where I started to think okay maybe I will get out of my job and find uh, find if I can say uh, some consulting activities but I was still afraid at that time I say maybe nobody will contact me maybe nobody will hire me maybe I will go there but maybe people say yes uh, do you want to work for us but when I will go there they will say no so at the end it's like what should I do so it was a lot of things that where I was afraid and at one point I, I said to myself okay as I've said let's jump let's make it and uh, we'll see what happens. And if this is not working, I can find another job anywhere afterwards. So it's not like I'm, I'm desperate for, for a job uh, anyway. So, so this was really the, the way I made it really to consulting. So it, it took one year and a half, two years maximum, where I, I started my, my work, uh, my activities on online marketing until I really reached the point where I said, okay, let's quit my job and let's start my, my, my consulting business. Okay. And I think this is a conversation we've had in the past before. You know, you think, okay, I've left my full-time job. I'm going to be a consultant. I'm going to have so much more free time. I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to have more holidays. Yeah. Reality is the opposite. I mean, you're working weekends, you're working evenings. And yes, there are benefits to being a consultant, but what do you think are the disadvantages? You know, what should people really think about before they become a consultant? Because in some cases, people may realize it's not for them. Consulting is not for everybody. Yeah, there is... There is two or three types of consulting or consultants, if I can say. They are the ones that are working for an agency. Uh, so there are agencies that are placing consultants in different organizations. So uh, those consultants are well paid. I, I'm not saying they are not well paid. Uh, they are really well paid, but they are not considered um, really as part of the company that they are working for. They are not considered as part of the agency because mainly they are not working they're working for the agency, but not in the agency. Uh, so they are really, really in the middle. They are here just as people that are here to, to provide their knowledge, uh, to just follow the rules that or the instruction that the company is telling them. So I don't really like this kind of position because you are here just as a commodity, just to give the information you want to give and then uh, quit and then leave. And when we don't need you, so then we we, we break the contract and it's over. So, so you are well paid, but it's not really something that I wanted to go through because in terms of, of that, it's not like really consideration. So um, there is also the consultants that are uh, really, um, if I can say, uh, doing that with their business. So it's not like within an agency. So they are doing that with their business since a long time. So they are trying to knock at each door one by one to say, do you want to hire me? Do you want to hire me? So, and this one, is also well paid, if I can say, but it's the problem is that it takes also a lot of time to gather or to get some some customers to contact them, to ask them to come, to then prove that you can work with them. Then to as soon as you prove that you can work with them, they will contact you again for any other mission, etc. Et so it's you are really trying to build your your company, and 
same as what I've say, I was saying before, brick per brick. So uh, you are trying to for first customer, second customer, third customer. And maybe at one point you say, okay, now I, will, I can hire some people to work with me. And then, uh, then you can start really to create your, your business. So this is many of the things that I wanted to do for myself is create my own company, create my own business, create my own thing where, where you are, if I can say, getting the trust from customers and then starting to work with them and then that they contact you again to say oh yeah it was really great to work with you can we go make again another mission for that etc etc so this was really my the, the objective that i wanted to uh, to reach uh, and not just to work as i said uh, as a as a commodity for for some for some other people so so this was really um um, this is a decision that really people have to, to, to think of is what kind of consultant they want to be and how they want to uh, get some missions or because when you are working for an agency, you are not working on knocking on the door of people. You are just waiting that people say, okay, I, w I will, I will, um, I will have a contract with you with this company. So you have to go there, etc. When you are your own consultants, you have to do the job from A to Z. And as you, as you said, so you have to work on weekends, you have to work uh, on the day, you have maybe to travel also a lot, etc. Etc. Um, so this is the most difficult at the beginning. It's the transition from a full-time job where you are just traveling to the same company each day, you are getting a salary, etc., to building your own business where you have to find customers, you have to work on weekends, you have to answer to all emails, you have to um, think also. I mean, one of the things that was really interesting for me is the fact that when you are working for a big organization, when you have an IT problem, you call the IT departments. When you have financial problem, you call the financial department. When you have any other problem, you have a department you can call for that. When you are a consultant alone on your office, you have an IT problem, you have to solve it by yourself. You have financial problem, you have to solve it by yourself it's not like it's not like you, you can contact anybody or you have maybe some services that you you are paying for that but you, it's not like you have a full team that is working for you so this is also something that can be shocking at the beginning for for people that have maybe high position like managers directors where they have assistant they have people when they arrive alone as a consultant they say okay i'm alone now i have to do everything myself etc so it's also something that is can be shocking but what i'm really advising is that you should be a consultant in an area or in a niche or in a, in a topic that you are really happy to talk about, uh, something that you always want to, 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 to go for. For example, myself, when somebody is contacting me um, per email and say, oh, can you, can you tell me, I have my product, can you tell me if it's a class 2A, 2B or 3? I know that some consultants will ask for payment for that. For me, I just take five minutes, I go to the rules, I look at all the rules and I for me, it's a challenge. It's like a challenge. Can I find it? Can I find the solution for him? It's like a puzzle. Can I find the solution? Here is the rule. Here is the, the thing. And here is how you consider. And people are happy and it's fine. And I had met that many times. And at one point, to be honest, it was surprising because some people that were I was advising maybe one year ago came back to me and said, oh, you remember you advised me about this classification. We have now a project that will start. Can you help us for that? Can you be our consultant for that, etc.?" I said, yeah, sure, but it was not. Um, it was not the objective for me to get a customer from that. It was just because I like to do that. I like to do this exercise to make a, a verify the regulation if if this is following the rules or not. What are exactly to do? I like to do that, but. At one point, it brings me also customer just by doing this thing that I'm doing for, it takes five minutes from my time and I'm doing that for free. So you have to enjoy what you are doing. You have really to enjoy this. And for me, it's like happiness is really the driver to say, okay, this is where I want to go. It's not like only money or only uh, to be famous or whatever. No, it's really happiness to say, 
I like what I'm doing. I, I like to wake up on the morning and to do that instead of saying, I have to work this morning. I have to go to my, my job. I have to drive again. I have to do all those things that I don't like, etc. Here I say, I like it, but to be honest, it's really exhausting at a certain point because, uh, yeah, each time I'm saying, oh, tomorrow I will have no call. I will have a break for one day. And as soon as the first email comes, then you are, you are starting again. Then you are working as, oh, let's do it for tomorrow again. And then it never ends. So it's also something that I'm trying to work on myself for that, but it's not really easy at the beginning. I completely agree with you. Every time I've tried to take some time off, a client reaches out or I get a request from a new customer. But I think the important thing to realize is why people like this get into consultancy is not just for the financial benefits or flexibilities it offers. I think it's more so to do with that we get to pick and choose our challenges. Would you agree with that? Because in a job, your manager decides what you can and can't do. As consultants, we can pick and choose if you decide that you want to work with quality management systems or clinical evaluation you can choose the projects that focus on that yeah so uh, mainly the, the the idea is also that uh yes you can pick and choose at the beginning i think it's difficult to pick and choose <laughs> at the beginning whatever comes you say okay i'll do it because i'm not sure what will happen tomorrow i'm not sure what will happen in one month i'm not sure so i don't like what i what i'm doing but i have to do it because i have to get some 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 money i have to to to, to work on that but yeah at a certain point when you send, start to have customers uh, um, frequent customers that are coming back and you, you know that you have your agenda is full, etc. Then yes, you can be picky and say, okay, I don't like to do this activity. As soon as somebody comes to me, I will, I will not take this. But my objective is that I'm not letting this guy just go and say, I don't want to help you. The idea is to say, do I know somebody in my network that can do that? Then I bring this customer, can you go to this person? She's really excellent on this and she can help you for that, etc. So my idea is to, it's what also I'm doing when I'm doing my podcast, my blog, my everything is to also gather some people around me that are, that people can say, or maybe, oh, it's your competitor. No, it's not my competitor. It's just a colleague that is maybe have his own company, but it's just a colleague. It's nothing else. It's not a computer. If, if I have too much work, I can give that to this guy because the idea is not of me or of him or whatever. It's about the customer. Can I help this customer? Even if it's not me who has done the work, he knows that I can help him to find the right person to do the work. And this is also the mental, this mentality that I'm trying to bring on, on all what I'm doing. Even the podcast, for example, I have a lot of people that say, oh, I have, I know I had one person, if I can say, when I asked him to come to the podcast that told me, oh, no, no, I don't want to your podcast because you are inviting other consultants, you are inviting competitors, my competitors. I say, okay, don't come. But for me, this is also a mentality to say, a mentality to say I don't care if you are my competitor, if you are doing the same activity of me, etc. I'm really happy at the end of the episode to tell please contact this person because she's good on this, she's good on that. Because mainly from, from on my head, it's already, the, the cake is big for everybody. There is too many manufacturers that are looking for support and I'm sure I cannot help them all. So if I can find the right person to help them through the podcast, through, through everything, I'm really happy to do that. So it's why it's really important for me to say, yes, you, you, you are working on that. You, ha you have to be happy. But as soon as there is an opportunity to get uh, also uh, the work to somebody else or to help a customer through uh, providing this network, it is my responsibility to also help them on, on that way. And this is really 
what I want also other people to do. If, for example, they see that they have too much work or there is a customer that wants to do something, but I am qualified to do that, but this guy is not qualified to do that, then I can help and I will remember that. And next time I will do the same for him, etc. So the idea is how can I create a network around me of people that I can trust and I can provide them work and they can provide me work and then we can work all together. So uh, on that way. So this is really my mentality on that way. Okay. Thing is, Mede, you're doing quite a lot. You've got a podcast, you've got a YouTube channel, you've got your own consultancy. You also do training as well, I believe, on the MDR, which the deadline yeah. is, is in a few weeks' time right now. What's your future, Mede? What does the future hold for you? What are your future plans and, and where are you going with this? So my idea, and it's something that I'm, I'm building, as I said, brick per brick, is my idea is to make a one-stop shop for medical device companies. So um, actually, for example, I'm providing the service of consulting where I'm helping people to create their technical file, quality management system, clinical evaluation. And I'm not doing that alone. I have some people that I'm now gathering with me that are doing that with me. So we are really a team working together on that. Um, so we, I have that. As you said, you have training. So I'm trying to build some training. Actually, I build only the Greenbelt certification uh, program for UMDR, but I'm trying to have other um, training available. Uh, we have the IVDR also we are working on now. Uh, I'm providing also a service of uh, representatives. So as we have the Brexit, I opened an office in the, U in the UK to be able to provide the UK representative uh, after Brexit. Now, maybe there will be the Swiss, uh, Swiss uh, uh, MRA that will not be signed. So I will also provide the service of uh, Swiss representative. Uh, and my wish is that in future, I'm providing, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more activities, maybe creating an EQMS myself for, for customers, uh, maybe having uh, the opportunity to build a laboratory where I can do biocompatibility, all those things. Maybe, maybe, maybe there is so many things that we can do. And the idea for me is that how can I build those activities? Uh, and the thing is also my idea is how can I find the right partner to build this activity? Because I, we can, I can build activities, but I cannot do that alone. So it's why, as I've said, before we need partners we need a network we need things that we, where we can work together where i can say okay i will build this activity with this person because i trust that we can do something and we'll create easy medical device lab uh, and then we create easy medical device software and then create so the, the idea is that how can i build things with other people so that we can really provide a one-stop shop so each time somebody's coming to me i can say yes go to my service of this tool for that, go to this service for that, go to this. So this will help me really to create the, um, the, the kind of uh, activities related to, to, to medical devices. And the idea is really to focus on medical devices and not to go to a cosmetic or whatever for the moment, uh, but really yeah, to focus on medical devices. So if I can build that in future, like let's say in 10 years, I can create all that. Uh, and that each time somebody's coming to Easy Medical Device, they can find all the different services available for uh, all the activities for a medical device. I would be really proud of, of, of what I have done. Yeah, I mean, you've achieved quite a lot. I remember the first podcast episode I did with you in August 2019. And had you told me that I'll be sitting here today on my own podcast talking with you, I probably would not have believed you. So knowing what you know now, Mania, with all the challenges you had to face, if you could go back in time to when you first started doing this, is there anything that you would have done differently? Um, not really, to be honest. I, I'm thinking because uh, the, all what I have done, if I can say, was not planned at the beginning. 
was not like, oh, I, I, in one year I will do that, in two years I will do that, in three years. There is no, no plan at all. Um, but what I'm trying to do is not to move too fast. The idea is really to, to just go step by step to remember where I was one year before and now where I am now to say I have moved forward. Uh, I'm not comparing my, uh, the idea also here is that I'm not comparing myself to anybody. I'm not comparing myself to uh, big consulting groups that have already uh, offices all over the world with a lot of consultants, uh, consultants, etc. I'm not comparing myself to that because they started their business maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago. It's not like it started last year or two years ago like, like me. So at the end, I'm here like I'm doing my own journey. I'm comparing myself to no one. If somebody succeeds, I'm really happy for them. If they don't succeed, I'm here to help. If I can say, if I can help on anything to make them uh, on, on their feet, I, I'm really here. So the idea is that I, I, I'm moving forward. And as soon as I see an opportunity, I try really to move on that. But I don't, I don't have anything on my mind to say, oh, you remember that time you have done that, you should not have done that because of this or that. No, I have nothing on my, on my head now that, that is like that. But, but, but for me, I'm also on, on the way to say, look in the future, don't look really in the past, uh, because mainly what you have done in the past is in the past, it will not be changed anyway. So whatever you have done, it's done. So it's not like uh, you have to say, oh, it's, uh, it's bad, badly done. But how now can we move forward in the future? How can I change things? How can I revolutionize all this medical device um, uh, aspect of the quality and regulatory affairs? How can I also make quality and regulatory affairs kind of, as I call it, sexy, if I can say, for uh, for any students that want to go through that pathway. Because I remember, as I said, I remember myself when I was started that, like, like that, I said, oh, I don't like that. It's just paper to sign. Uh, there is no interest on in doing this and that. But when you are inside and when you see how it is, you say, okay, let us let me show you that really it's not just paper to sign. It's not just like a lawyer just, uh, who is providing some rules to, 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 to use and whatever, no. It's really a, a philosophy. It's really a way to, to, to think. And at the end, as I've said, do you want all what I'm doing is mainly on, on in, within one motto, which is, would I give this product that I'm building or whatever to a member of my family? So mainly if the answer is no, then I should stop what I'm doing here or I should change the way or whatever. Because at the end, all what we are doing in the healthcare industry, maybe we'll touch one year of, of your family member your son, your relatives, etc. So it's not like you are doing that for just fun or entertainment. It's just it's something that can save lives or can sustain a disability, an injury. So it's something that you have really to have in mind when you are working in this business. So it's why for me, I'm really happy of what I'm doing here. And I'm happy each time that uh, I'm helping people to also get uh, uh, a new certificate, get uh, this, because I know that if I help them, it means that the product is really something that is worth to, to be on the market. So it's really uh, my, my philosophy here. Yeah. I mean, thank you, Midi. You shared a lot of value today. So to end it, what one single piece of advice would you give to the listeners today? So um, the advice is mainly uh, regarding, as I said, from going from from a full-time employee job to consulting. I know that a lot of people will say, oh, no, it's not for me, or it's, uh, uh, I, I'm afraid to do that, etc." So it's something that, yes, you ha there is a category of people that don't want or will not be happy within consulting. And there is a category of people that are not happy within a full-time employee job. So you have really to think of 
what really makes you happy so that you can go to one or the other. Don't think about money. Money is not something that will follow anyway. Don't worry. As soon as you are doing something that you like, that you enjoy to do, etc., don't worry. Money will follow. It's not something that will be a, a problem. So first, look at something that you, makes you happy uh, and where you can work. But if you are a full-time employee now and you are listening to that and say, oh, myself, yourself, you want to go to consulting, Online marketing is really something that you have to embrace on that time. Um, I, just one thing, so maybe I didn't say that, but uh, since I started my activities on consulting, I never had to, pour, to chase for customers, never had to knock out any doors, never had to send emails to say, hire me, hire me, hire me. Each time people contact me per email and say, oh, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? I know that during this time, this transition time, it's, it's normal because maybe there is a lot of manufacturers that are coming uh, because they need help for their new regulation. Uh, but this will not stop within the next three years because mainly until 2024, 2025, the EUMDR will be here. So we need that. So people will need to transition to that. So this is mainly the advice is first think of do you want really to stay as a full-time employee, uh, employee or to have a consultant consulting? If you want to go to consulting, uh, really go to online marketing. I mean, learn to do online marketing uh, so that you can really uh, get customers without really knocking at any door. And Mania, for the listeners today who might be interested in your work and what you do, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? So if you want to go to the blog, so easymedicaldevice.com. So mainly it's, uh, it's the way where you can see everything on the blog, on the, also the templates. I'm also selling templates because the idea also I have is that uh, I, I'm using some templates for my customers and I say, okay, wh- how, why should I not give those templates available for maybe other customers that don't, uh, cannot afford to hire a consultant. So then they can use directly the template uh, we are using. So it's, it's then easier for them. So do it yourself um, uh, mode. Uh, so uh, there is also the YouTube channel, go to YouTube, just mark easy medical device and you will find the videos that I'm doing. So now there is a lot of resources in this, uh, in this channel where nearly, I think it answers all 90 or 80% of the questions that you can have maybe on, on, on the regulations. Uh, there is the podcast. So podcast.easymedicaldevice.com uh, and mainly on LinkedIn, you can follow, follow with me on LinkedIn. We are also doing some LinkedIn lives where uh, I invite some people and then uh, answer, they are, they are answering questions. So you are part also of, uh, of that. So mainly um, there is a lot of ways to, to find me. So just write Elazuzimonier or Easy Medical Device on Google and you'll find a lot of materials I'm doing there. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay then, Menia, really appreciate you coming on today. No problem. Thank you. uh, Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the MedTech podcast. If you have not already done so, please subscribe. If you are interested in learning more about Mania, you can connect with him on LinkedIn or check out his YouTube channel and blog at easymedicaldevice.com.